I'm Caitlin. And I'm Mallory. And this is Last House on the Left, another true crime podcast. This is our first podcast episode, so we're starting off strong with um, Chris Watts. We decided to select Chris Watts because he has a lot of information out about him, and he is a high-profile case. High-profile case means that he is well-known and that a lot of people are interested in hearing about him. Um, we decided to do him over typical cases because he isn't as as well-known like Ted Bundy and things like that. Yeah, we're just trying to take it easy for our first episode. Yeah, and there's a lot of information on the internet about him, so it was right. super easy for us to um, do the research for this episode. This is our first episode, so hopefully it doesn't suck. Uh, <laughs> Coming to you from the closet. Yeah, we're recording in a closet. We, I think we have everything figured out. We tried our best, and I think the best way to get to know us is probably just as the podcast starts, so we're not going to tell about me's, because they're always awkward, and honestly, we're both pretty awkward, and it doesn't sound like something that we want He's gonna to do. He's going to the entire episode if we do that, so we're just going to move forward. Yeah, we're, we're going to go straight into um, tragedy. Um, for those that don't know about this case, it is so terrible. Chris Watts is a fucking disgusting human being a family annihilator yeah he is a family annihilator for those of you who don't know this case does include um children and is very very tragic i tried to go a little deeper into shenan's history because we didn't really hear a lot about her and a lot of the things that we were researching initially (laughs) sorry um so i went straight into her and i did find Some information about her and very little about Chris's past, actually, before Shanann. There was a lot of information, though, once they met, because for those, like, for those who don't know, Shanann was very active on Facebook. She worked for a social media group called Thrive, Mm -hmm. which it was some type of, like, product. I'll get into it later. But she sold it online, and basically she, she made money off of her profile online. She That's how she advertised. Yeah, that. she advertised herself. She was basically like uh what is it called? When you're like on the internet? Uh, an influencer. influencer. Yeah. <laughs> she was basically an influencer before influencers were a thing. Yeah. But she much. sold a on sold Facebook. a product, yeah. And she did it on Facebook. And all his mom has to say about him is he was in sports. Yeah. That was the only <laughs> he was in he's sports. a nice boy. He was in sports. Yeah, his mom's a real character. We'll get into her a little bit later as well. Um, so we're gonna go straight into it. Shanann Watts, born as Shanann Catherine Rutzik, I think is how you say her last name. That's how they were saying Rutzik. it. Also, I hear people saying her name is Shannon, Shannonan, <laughs> a lot of things. I heard her in her videos say her name is Shanann. Shanann. So that is and how. And he says Shanann. And he says Shanann as well when he's referring to her. So that's what I'm going to be referring to her as today. So born as Shanann, Catherine Rutzik was born on Tuesday, January 10th, 1984. She was 34 years old whenever she died. She was born in New Jersey to Sandra and Frank Rutzig. Shanann had a younger brother. His name is Frank Rudzig Jr., but he went by the name of Frankie. 
She was born in Clifton, New Jersey. However, she grew up in Aberdeen, North Carolina. She attended Pinecrest High School in Southern Pines, which is in Moore County, North Carolina, for those familiar with the area. I'm not. <laughs> While attending Pinecrest High School, Shanann met a boy by the name of Leonard King. After graduating in 2002, they ended up getting married in 2003. While Shanann originally worked for a cell phone, and I didn't find a lot of information about it, I just saw that once she was married, she moved to Charlotte to work as the store manager for a place called Dirty South, which is kind of like, I guess, like a tire shop. Um, okay. Um, I found this, like, in the transcripts with the first husband. He, like, talked a little bit to the police when she originally went missing. Mm-hmm. So... And it was called Dirty South. He actually, quote unquote, said she went to work for like some foreign man. Like he. <laughs> some foreign man? Yeah, that's what he said, but I chose to leave that out. Okay. But I guess I put it in there now. Um, <laughs> but those were her, his words, not mine. Um, some foreign man who owns a tire shop. Yeah. Shanann was very hardworking, though, people said. Um, although she did move to this tire shop, she. Didn't really seem like the time to be in a tire shop. She was very beautiful and, you know, kind of girly. She was very charismatic. Yeah. And, but she was the manager of the shop. She worked there and, um, God, I keep losing my fucking spot. But, okay. She started working for a place called Dirty South. At Dirty South, Shanann worked hard and even uh, even eventually became the manager shanann however started throwing herself into her job leonard said later in an interview that he believes that this was because their marriage was taking a toll on her um he later said that shanann would work long hours and just stop coming home at night which this was kind of weird because i did read that he said that she would just stop coming home at night but he kind of said that he didn't worry about it because he knew she was like fine she just wasn't coming home to him type of situation okay he didn't know where she was staying or yeah that that was like a blurry area um okay but a random thing to say when she goes missing yeah he didn't seem to know her very well though he said that um he didn't even know that her new last name he only saw her later like on the news when it was all over everywhere and he feels comfortable saying she just stopped coming home at night when we were married yeah great. he leonard claimed before divorcing in 2008 that he asked shanann for her marriage counseling but after a few sessions it was apparent that getting shanann to engage in a conversation she wasn't interested in wasn't going to happen he claims after this shanann pretty much checked out and became non-confrontational and became more withdrawn with him he said once Shanann was done, she was, um, but that's fine, like, to be done. Yeah. Like, okay. They were, their marriage was done, whatever. They checked out. Mm-hmm. And, um, the couple ended up separating in 2007 or 2008. I couldn't find the exact date. I think it was, like, late 2007, early 2008. Um, but Shanann, she did not let this get her down. Although although a divorce is no one's dream, Shanann was so hardworking and determined that in 2009, she built her very first home in Charlotte, North Carolina. When she was 25 years old. Yeah, she was so young. She built it herself. Like, and it was a big house. Big. It was beautiful. It mm-hmm. looked like... 
a, like a castle. Right. It was a huge home. And it was in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is like a... It, it is cheaper to build there, but the type of home that she built was expensive nonetheless, regardless of wherever it was. first home at 25 years old. Yeah, that was very big accomplishment. And her mom said later that she had, I guess, sell this home and make more money off of it and then to keep doing that and live mortgage-free because she her family, I guess, comes from a family of brokers. Hmm. And, okay, so she built her very first home in 2009 And just when things started to look up, she received devastating news. This is when she was diagnosed with lupus. Um, For those who don't know, lupus is an autoimmune disease. This means that your immune system, the body system that usually fights infections, attacks healthy tissues instead. It's a chronic long-term disease that can cause inflammation and pain in any part of your body. And this is the direct definition I got from the lupus website of what it is, so... Mm -hmm. Um, for anyone that's wondering, this is like, I researched it a, a little bit. I do know that there's pretty much no treatment for it. You just have to deal with it and take medication and like, adjust your diet and yeah, and adjust your lifestyle pretty much to mm-hmm. live with it. Also, Selena Gomez has lupus. So I know that, like, that's how I kind of learned about it. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds so stupid, but (laughs) she has it. And I know, like, at one point she had to have a kidney transplant. Like, it affects your body. I mean, there's multiple videos of Shanann saying that she doesn't feel good or she's having a bad day. Right. It's very, very, like, terrible disease, and it affects you every day. Mm -hmm. So she found out that she had this disease, and Shanann says after this, Things got bad. Shanann recalls this is the darkest point in her life. She reveals this in many of her videos and is also heard saying that during this time, she received a friend request from someone who had a mutual friend with her, and she thought to herself, well, not like we'll ever meet. What the heck? Just a Facebook friend. I have a dozen of them. She reveals that shortly after this time, she ended up meeting Chris Watts. So... I did read that a mutual friend had recently kind of told them about each other before this friend request was sent. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a one-off yeah. situation. And they did end up meeting after this. But mm-hmm. she ended like, up meeting Chris Watts shortly after the friend request was sent. She's like, one thing led to another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she met Chris Watts in 2010. Chris Watts, born as Christopher Lee Watts, on Thursday, March 16, 1985. He was born in Spring Lake, North Carolina, to the parents Cindy and Rodney Watts. Chris has one sister, Jamie Lynn Williams. She appears to be older. Um, I couldn't find a lot of information about her. Mm-hmm. I think she probably tried to stay out of the light, which I don't blame her. I wouldn't really want to be directly related to this case as well but Mm -hmm. i did see that her and chris do seem to stay in contact with each other yeah so i I, wonder if she believes like his mom like oh he didn't really do that he needs to come forward and tell the truth you know what i mean that's things that she said in that interview yeah we're, we're gonna get back into his mom a little bit later but for right now he was just born in Spring Lake, North Carolina. I don't know why I started talking like that. Um, <laughs> to parents, Sydney and Ronnie Watts. Chris has the one sister, which I said. She appears to be older. 
They grew up in a house off of Vass Road just outside of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Chris attended Pine Forest High School and was said to have been a good student. One teacher, Joe Duty, <laughs> Duty. Even, <laughs> even said that Chris was one of the best students he ever had. This teacher ha- also revealed that Chris had a photogenic memory, which I don't know if you read that. Did you read that? Photographic. Yeah. Photographic photogenic. <laughs> yeah. He had a pretty memory. He had a very nice <laughs> memory. It looked very good on paper. Um, it posed good. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Photographic <laughs> memory is what I read. No, I didn't know that. That's what this teacher said. Um, I don't know how, the, how true that is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he is very smart. I don't know. You know? Like, okay, but after what happened when they come to you for a statement on his character, do you say he was great? You know, like... No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just mean, like, is he smart? You know what I mean? Like, Probably not. Yeah. Especially the way he acted after the fact, which we will get into. Um, okay, back to what I was saying. Apparently he had a photographic memory. And he always had big dreams for himself. Chris had a strong interest in cars, and especially in NASCAR. Um, the same teacher did dr- say that he recalled Chris one day dreaming of becoming a crew chief, crew chief, and th- that's what he anticipated his life to be for him because he was very to himself and had big aspirations. And his like when he was interested in something, he was very good at it. Right. So. While in high school, Chris won third place in a North Carolina Automobile Dealer Association competition that was held in Winston-Salem. That was in 2003. He was also awarded a $1,000 scholarship to two different institutions for college, but I don't, I couldn't see where he went, where he ended up going. And I didn't find a lot of information on Chris's friends and the types of friends he kept around what I did find out was that he was very to himself calm quiet quiet didn't really have any non-confrontational for sure he didn't really have any friends just went to his classes and really minded his business and went back home he wanted to like work on his cars and he played sports by guess is what you said his mom said yeah he was he played sports Yeah, I read everyone saying that he was very to himself and an introvert. People said that he was very good with the flow and kind of non-confrontational. Shanann reveals that she was quite the chase originally. When they first met, she she set the standard to Chris early on in the relationship that dating someone with a disease like lupus is very unpredictable. She mentions in videos that she last-minute canceled dates would have doctor's appointments often, and that Chris even came with her to a colonoscopy and supported her during this time. He really chased her and fought for her. Mm-hmm. Like... He pursued her. Yeah. He he chased her, and he really wanted to be with her. So, to find out what later happens is just unimaginable yeah. for a person that went through, like, this much. She said that she gave him an out multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, she just told him, like, yeah. if you you want to go, I understand, like, dating a person like this is very, very tragic, and so I just don't understand, you know? I have a little story to tell you, actually, that's going to give you a little bit more, um, inference on the mother that I'm going to go into. I forgot to tell you about that. Um, 
for those of you listening, Mallory doesn't really know anything about serial killers and stuff like this. So it's so interesting for us to make a podcast together because all of the stuff that we're researching, I kind of know about a majority of it, but this is all brand new news to Mallory. Right. I'm like two weeks in, maybe. Yeah. And this is honestly so crazy of a case to dive into. So this is really getting her off to a good start as well of setting the tone of how insane some of these cases can be. And, yeah. The, this one and really how heartbreaking. Three different confessions. Like, I can't. Do. Right. He is. Oh, he is so terrible. Okay. Back to where we were. After Chris chased her. Shanann's mother revealed that months later, after the colonoscopy, she called her later saying, Mom, I met a nice guy. He is a mechanic, though. To which her mother replied, As long as you're happy and he is good to you. She was hardworking and had plans to eventually sell her home to a profit, and then to buy another home and so forth, and and eventually be mortgage-free. Chris was just an accessory to her life, in my opinion. He... She had everything she needed, and mm-hmm. he just... She wanted him. She didn't need him. Yeah, and that I think that is just so important to, like, make people, like, know, like, she... I saw people, like, during this case, they talk so bad about her and say things. Like, did you see the people saying, like, wow, he probably drove her to do that? And a lot of the documentaries and things that you watch... They paint her in this light, like... Oh, they include comments like she's controlling and she was... Yeah. And... Severing a relationship between Chris and his family and she was just, like, domineering and, like, I don't really, like, understand why that would be included in a documentary about her being strangled. Yeah. Regardless of however the fuck she acted towards him, maybe she was a little controlling and you know what? He... He obviously had no issue with it. They were right. married for years. Okay, and even if you develop an issue with the situation... Just confront the issue and have a talk about it. Right, you don't right. strangle your or, wife. you know what? Plenty of men... Oh, sorry. Not out. to give it away for anyone. <laughs> Plenty of men just, like, go out for milk and never come back. You know what I mean? Just leave. Just leave. Yeah. Bye. Walk away. And I feel that, like, when people talk about Shanann, she talk about how much of a good mother she is. I feel that she wouldn't want to have wanted to have put her children in a position where their father didn't want to be there. So if he didn't want to be there, she would have let him leave. I do not see foresee her trying to force him to stay. And I actually did read in a text message later, um, for anybody that wants to go look, a lot of her text messages are very public and some of them I am going to refer back to, but this is one of the text messages I did read. It said something along the lines of she, I think she was planning to move to North Carolina because she couldn't afford it in Colorado by herself. Mm-hmm. She, but she, and she didn't have, I mean, her whole family was in North Carolina as well as Chris. Right. Like, why would she want to stay in Colorado when she has a bigger support system and financially she would be able to support it more? Mm-hmm. And she can work anywhere. She's not like, yeah, tied to she Colorado wasn't tied anywhere. to Colorado. He was. Mm-hmm. And just remember that. Whenever we get to the later part of the story, because that is going to be like, hmm, you know, like when he says something that is a fucking lie. He's a stupid fucking liar. Okay. Anyways, back to where I went. Shanann seemed to be doing so well, and she just seemed to want somebody to share everything with. After a few months of dating, Chris and Shanann had a cookout. 
and they invited both sides of their family. Shanann's mother recalls that during this meeting, Chris's mother made several statements about Shanann, and this was their first encounter. I don't know if you read about this, so this made me news to you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, This is news. (laughs) (laughs) Shanann's mother recalled that, and as I said, you know, this is just a recollection. This isn't, but this is, like, an actual recollection. I found, like, she said this she signed to the bottom like that this happened um i know that sometimes people do stretch the truth a little bit after things come out like this but i do find shanann's family to be very truthful in everything mm-hmm. that i had read and i trust that what they said that's why i included it but obviously you are um capable of making your own inference of the situation so shanann's mom recalled that during this first meeting chris's mother said to her Shanann was married before? As a question, obviously. And she even followed up with... Oh, before I get into this, when she said Shanann was married before, um, her daughter was also married before at that time, like, and was divorced. <laughs> like, so... It's not a brand new concept It's Yeah, like, so her daughter is, you know, a little bit older and was divorced, and I... What I think what I read was Shanann's mom said back to her, yes, just like your daughter was or something like that. <laughs> and just like just to show you like the type of person that she seems to be. And I'm not trying to paint her in any type of light, but she thinks like, OK, my daughter can be divorced, but not your daughter. Yeah, she my- went into the situation hating Shanann. Yeah, just it, that's what it appears. I mean, showing up on the first day and saying something like, Shanann was married before, mm-hmm. okay? Especially when your daughter was also married before. It almost seems like um, one of those relationships that mothers seem to have with their sons. You know what I'm talking about? Sorry, I just touched something if you guys heard the little vibrations. Only um, the best for my little special boy. Yeah, you know, only the best for her son. Obviously, Shanann's divorced, so he cannot have, you know, hand-me-downs, which is probably a terrible thing for me to say, and obviously not my opinion, but I'm saying this is how she is looking mm-hmm. at her. You know what I mean? She's looking at her like, I don't, my son's, like, gotta have the best woman out there. and Right. She's not good enough for him. But honestly, I feel no one was. You know what I mean? It wasn't anything personally to Shanann. It was just she was looking for something to be wrong, and that was an easy target. And she's also insane, so this is how crazy people act. Yeah, she is actually insane. I hope that she gets that checked out. Anyway, so um, Chris's mother even followed up with, I just don't see it. And when asked to elaborate on what she meant by this, she said, I don't feel or see that your daughter loves my son. From this point on, it is evident that Chris's mother wants nothing to do with Shanann and that she was not very fond of her. His mother and sister at this point, I think, were very distant from what I had read. Though his mother and sister were not too fond of his newfound relationship, though, Shanann and Chris, they loved each other and they spent so much time together and they were really falling for each other they loved each other so much really that they went on to become engaged during the engagement they threw a party chris's family was obviously invited you know Mm -hmm. um and they seemed to be ecstatic they wanted to help actually with the party did you read about that no yeah they wanted to help with the engagement party and um they came 
to Cheyenne. And this is all recollection, obviously, from Cheyenne's mother that I, that I read. And they still didn't seem very supportive of Shanann, but, um, they, they decided to ask her if they could help. And Shanann, she wanted their acceptance, you know? She wanted, who doesn't? If yeah. you're dating someone, you want their parents to like you. Right. And their sister, like, you would hope that you're your children one day, their their aunt would be your friend. You know what I mean? You would want that type of relationship. And she she longed for this. You know what I mean? She really wanted it. So when Chris's sister reached out to her and asked if she could help her send the invite to the party, Shanann was hesitant. And she wanted everything to be perfect for this party. There was a lot of money spent on food, wine, decorations, and a lot of time and had been put into it, you know? And, I mean, it was her engagement party. She wanted it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But she finally wanted, thought that maybe she was going to be accepted by them. So she allowed them to send out the invites to, for the engagement party and even help with the food prep. Unfortunately, though, on the day of the party, Shanann was not seeing the turnout that she expected. Some 80 invites were supposed to be sent out, and only immediate family had shown up to the engagement party. Shanann didn't know what had happened. You know, she didn't send out the invite. She didn't know. She didn't hear from anyone. She thought the people had got the invitations in the mail. So the following day, she made phone calls to her friends. None of them ever got the invites. So his mom never sent out the invites? His mom and sister never sent them out. Only to Mm. immediate friends and family. That's crazy. Yeah. So... And this is not to mention that Shanann was struggling with lupus during this time, right? And when you have lupus, I don't know if you know this, but you have allergy restrictions. So a lot of the times people with lupus do cut out things like gluten out of their diet. Mm -hmm. It can, like, cause, like, those flare-ups and things like that and cause them to be in pain and very uncomfortable. And they, I, I don't know, like, all the ins and outs of it. I just know, like, people that I've met with the disease they've told me that cutting out gluten like does help so um that's just a little bit to know because um Chris's sister and mom knew about this and they prepped all of the food for the engagement party do you think that they it's crazy to not invite anyone to the party and then prep all the food for the party as well yeah, knowing that none of the people are going to show up and just prep all of that food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's insane. Because, what? You're just setting all this food out for what? Did they only make enough for the immediate family? I would love to know. I'm sure that they didn't because they didn't want her to know. And they didn't pay for it. I'm pretty sure that Shanann's family mm-hmm. did because I read that her mother and her were out shopping together. So I would assume that they were paying for it or maybe Shanann and Chris were footing the bill for it so yeah why would they care you know what I mean I'm unsure completely on that but anyways so she had this this um food allergy because they tell you to restrict gluten right prepping the food for the party though Chris's mom and sister seemed to disregard the severity of this food restriction and Shanann was unable to eat anything that was made at the party Luckily, her mom had some food that she had prepped, I guess, at her house that she did regard 
her daughter's allergy to, and she was able to eat that so that she didn't starve. But isn't that insane? Yeah. So, like, first off, you don't invite any of her friends, and then you don't want her to eat? And then you reached out to Shanann to offer your help with the party. Yeah, you... You could have just not done anything. Yeah, it's, like, almost as if they set it up like they were just trying to sabotage. And it's, like, for... For what? I mean, for maybe for Chris to see, like, oh, this is the type of woman you're about to marry. Which, even if it is, that's his decision to make. After the... Chris and Shanann still went on to get married. And on November 3rd, 2012, they became husband and wife. However, the only relatives on Chris's side who attended the family... Who attended the wedding were his grandmother and an uncle. That's so sad. Yeah. Like, your parents didn't even show up for your wedding. Yeah. And he obviously has a good bond with his dad. Yeah. And his mother as well, the way that she acts. Like, they probably have some type of... Maybe it's a weird relationship. They have a relationship. I wish that I could find, like, more of his friends that spoke out about, like, his relationship with his mom whenever he was younger. Right. But I wasn't able to find anything about that. Um, If anybody did find anything about that, though, I'd be interested to read it. But just the way that she acted in all the interviews that she gave, like, she is so domineering and controlling in everything that she accused Shanann of being. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I know you're supposed to respect your elders, but she seems very, very crazy. (laughs) She seems like, I don't know if crazy is the right word, but she definitely seems as if she's a person that doesn't see the wrong in things she doesn't want to. Like, for instance, Chris is her son. He can do no wrong. Right. So, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know if Shanann didn't pick up on that or thought that she could change it. They went on to get married and became husband and wife, like I said. Um, Only the family attended the wedding were his grandma and uncle. Regardless, though, of the conflict between their family, Chris and Shanann were very much in love. Friends and family speak so highly of their relationship and say that they were truly a great team. After their wedding, Chris and Shanann moved to Frederick, Colorado. Shanann and Chris reportedly lived with a friend of hers for a year while they built their home there Mm -hmm. in Colorado. And their relationship seemed to be okay during that time as well. I think during the end, it kind of was a little rocky, which I feel like is something that probably happens when you're living with another person in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, you can live with another person and be in a relationship like... You know what I mean? But I feel like they were, like, antsy. Like, they wanted to, like, move into this next part of their life, but they couldn't. And they finally probably felt like they were invading this woman's space. Yeah. You know, there was two of them, like... It's an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there was, like, some other underlying factors that were causing some strain in their relationship. And after their home was built, it seemed to do a little bit better because they, I think, had their own space, you know? Okay, after this, Shanann found something on Chris that was later found out to be cancer. It was on his testicle. Oh, really? Yeah, I found um, this, and apparently he hadn't removed and luckily made a full recovery. I mean, luckily at the time, not luckily now. You know, if you get what I'm saying. 
After this, Shanann and Chris, after he made his recovery, Shanann and Chris were both employed at Longmont Ford. Um, Chris as a head mechanic and Shanann was top of sales. Shanann and Chris did really well and did seem to be a dream team and complement each other just so well within this work environment. So well, actually, that Shanann would become pregnant much later after this. Um, so I guess, like, the cancer really was gone and his boys were working pretty good. Right. <laughs> yeah, because um, he got... He was fine. Right. Unfortunately, he was fine. Unfortunately, he was fine. Um, fortunately, though, they uh, did get pregnant and... This was at the time a miracle for Shanann with lupus. Like this right. is a, this is a it disease. It was definitely a challenge. We didn't know if it was. They didn't know if it was going to happen or not. Right. They had no idea that she could even become pregnant because when you have this disease, what I was reading is basically your body can bear. Like it's not even producing enough vitamins to take care of itself. So much less take care of another right. life inside of. And she obviously was very much aware of the severity of this condition and she did quit her job to stay home because she was a very high risk pregnancy like mm-hmm. she did not need to be working especially in that environment selling cars you know like walking all around day, yeah like she definitely did not need to be doing that and this was this was tough and she was tough and she stayed so happy and bright throughout this whole pregnancy, even though it was really taking a toll on her. You never would have known from what people said. And on December 17th, 2013, Chris and Shanann would welcome their first child, Bella Marie Watts, into the world. After having Bella, Shanann did return to work, but started a new role at the Colorado Children's Hospital as a human resource specialist as well as selling 31 bags, which is, like, travel bags on the side. Like, hmm. I would think similar to, like, just, like, so knock So this off. is when the whole thing that led to Thrive started, probably. Right. She was, like, probably trying to find her footing after right. having Bella. And um, just to touch back on Bella, she's the oldest on her. Looks just like Chris. Yeah. They, and she is so cute. And I just wanted to touch a little bit on her while we were here. So... As Shanann was selling these bags and working at the children's hospital, they seemed to be doing well and managing the newfound role as parents. So well, in fact, around October of 2014, Shanann would find that she is pregnant again with their second child. Um, this pregnancy, however, was much harder on Shanann's body, and she struggled with this disease much differently than she did the first time around. They said that this disease, she was very swollen, and um, she was having severe pain. And the swelling was, like, from all of the water her body was retaining. It was just, like, sitting inside of her body. And That's crazy. Yeah. So, I don't... And I don't know, like, really what you can take for that when you're pregnant. You know what I mean? Because, right. You can't take medication constantly. Yeah. I don't have any kids or know anything really about that, but I know that you can't be on a medication. Yeah. And then, like, if your body's holding water, you still have to, like, drink water to become... Uh, yeah. It's, like, a whole thing. Um. She was very short of breath, in pain, and exhausted. And she did have to stop working due to this and her parents even sold their home everything they owned except for their home and moved to live with Chris and Shanann for about 15 months to help them through this time 
I also read that they tried to sell their home, but it didn't sell immediately, so they took it off of the market, but they were willing to sell it to come there to help them. That's so good. So nice. Yeah. Um, my mom would never do that for me. You can tell how much her mom loves her just in the way that she speaks about her. And her dad, like, when you see him later in court, um, I think... hysterical. Yeah, I think we're going to post a link probably in the Instagram, which we're going to link all in our bio and stuff. Um, we're going to post probably a link to watch the full court, um, sentencing Mm -hmm. at the end. Yeah. So you'll be able to see her father. He really, um, really is very obviously distraught and rightfully so, but you can tell like the, how much love they really had for their child and their grandchildren. I think they were really bonded to Bella and Cece way more than Chris's parents were. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, they lived there for 15 months with those children yeah. and Chris and... I can't imagine. Oh, okay. Um, okay. During this time, Chris and Shanann fell on hard times. With Shanann out of a job and their added debt, their income just wasn't enough. The couple filed for bankruptcy in June of 2015. Shortly after, Shanann gave birth to Celeste, otherwise known as Cece. Catherine Watts on July 17th, 2015, like a month after they filed for bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. like bam, it's a very stressful time. Not, not even mentioning like how terrible their, like her pregnancy was and how she was not feeling very well at all. Yeah. And I think Bella and Cece had a lot of complications when they were really young. I mean, up until this point, it's probably just Bella, but right. Yeah. Sick. I read that they were um, both very sick and misdiagnosed for a little while, mm-hmm. so it was like a bunch of appointments because they didn't even really know what was going on. Right. So, I can understand like how that can add up. Um, Cece, as we said, she was more talkative, chatty, outgoing, yeah, um, more vibrant, like more like Shanann is what they said, and she looked a l- more like Shanann. Yeah. She was so cute. Her little pigtails, like, her hair was, like, kind of short. So she had those little short pigtails, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? She was super cute. And after Cece was born, Shanann, this is when she started working for Lavelle, selling Thrive. So Lavelle is the company, Mm -hmm. which I think that's how it's said, because it's, like, level, but it's, like, a little hyphen in there or whatever. So it's Lavelle. And she was selling um, Thrive. I couldn't find an exact date. But her LinkedIn has January of 2016 as her start date. So, Thrive by Lavelle is the fastest growing health and wellness movement in the world. Um, I did find that on their website. That's what they advertise as. Okay. So, Shanann was able to sell this product, go on trips, stay at home with her children, and meet new friends along the way. She said that this job allowed her to be home with her children, and she seemed to love it. This job gave Chris and Shanann the opportunity to go on business trips together and really live a life that they weren't able to afford before. And she can work from home. So yeah. She's home with the kids all the time. So they didn't even have to afford daycare. Um, there was no job situation, like, pertaining to she had to be somewhere at a certain time. And when like you're if, working in sales, you're pretty much making an unlimited amount of money. Depending right. Depending on how hard you want to work and how much you sell. And from what it seemed, she was working her ass off. And she was selling a lot. Um, she was going on lots of trips for the company, like yeah. really trying to build her career and she seemed to be doing it very successfully. So, you know what I mean? Like 
So um, even though they had just filed for bankruptcy the year before, they seemed to, like, really be getting back on the right track. Right. So, Shanann, at least. Sorry. I don't really have anything nice to say about Chris Watts fucking... (laughs) If Chris Watts say, can but, never hear this, but if he did, fuck you. <laughs> I was going to say he got the job at what, Anadarko. Anadarko, yeah. I'm, we'll fucking talk about that later. Fuck him. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> I got so soon. This job gave Chris and Shanann the opportunity to go on business trips together. One week, they did go on a business trip. And Shanann's parents offered to watch the children. This is another situation which I know I'm including, like, a lot of, like, background situations and stuff. But this is just, like, to give a little bit of detail on people's character to know, like, what was building up to what happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because whenever everything is said and done, we only have these recollections and these stories to go off of. And a lot of people fail to include them in their documentaries or their podcasts they very much seem to focus on Chris which is very much um weird in my opinion I feel and what I think that we both feel in this podcast we want to really focus on the victims that's like who's important here um we will get into Chris a little bit more but people like after this happened you know they were sick about Chris once like they were like messaging him like trying to meet him like right Going to prison, writing him letters, like, in constant contact with him as soon as he got put away. Um, we're sitting in my closet right now, and if you hear a noise, it is because my hot water heater is in here, <laughs> and it is, I guess, heating up. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're sitting oh, in the closet because it's... Better for the sound quality. Yeah. I bet it's the dishwasher. It probably is a dishwasher. Um... We'll think about that next time. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we're sitting in the closet because the... Th- oh, I have a hiccup. Sound quality is much better um, as long as a hot water heater is obviously off. <laughs> but, yeah. So, back to what we were saying. I'll just get back into the story because I don't even remember what we were really talking about. Um... So, yeah. Oh, I'm giving these background stories. So, this background story I'm giving you is just to give you a little bit of, like, character information about um, Chris's parents as well as Shanann's parents, obviously, from this one perspective. Um, do take that into account whenever you are forming your opinions of people. So, um, while they went on this business trip, um, Chris went with her. Obviously, he was able to go, you know, how business trips work, like... If you have money um, on your little card, they don't really monitor it. They just give you a set amount of money you can spend. Yeah. You get a hotel room. Like, if your significant other stays with you, obviously, they sleep in the same bed with you. Um, they really get to reap the benefits of everything that um, you're working really hard for. Which Obviously, Shanann's parents were there at the time because they had still you know, offered to live there for, um, X amount of time. I think it was an, actually an unlimited amount of time. They didn't really put a cap on it. They were just like, as long as you need us. So they were still there at this time. Um, and Chris's parents offered to come and assist. I did read also that Chris's parents did see them, I guess, twice a year, which I guess that's not a lot. No. For, um, the amount of time that Shanann's parents were spending there. And also, I did they have jobs? 
Who? Chris's parents. I couldn't really find to. a lot about their jobs during the t- during this time. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of personal information out about them, but I'm sure they were working. They they probably had a whole life. Yeah, maybe that's North why. Carolina. You know, you know, maybe that's why they couldn't find. I don't know. And they also hate Shanann. Too. Yeah, they hate Shanann. They didn't want to spend a lot of time there. Um, anyway, so during this time, they did offer to come and assist with the children, which that is very nice of them. I will give credit where credit is due, okay? Flying, like, from North Carolina to Colorado is probably not cheap, and I'm sure that they paid for that themselves. So, kudos to them for offering to come and help with their grandchildren and, you know, spend a little bit of time with them. I think that was great. So, um, they were gone for... Four nights and five days. And um, Shanann's mother claims that she would not even let her grandchildren during this time um, see her. Cindy wouldn't let... Cindy's Chris's mom, right? Yeah. Cindy would not let Shanann's mother see their grandchildren. Like, she said that she would, like, kind of, like, put them in their beds, like... No, really? let her say goodnight. Yeah, I don't know, like, what her beef was. I think maybe... She's just crazy. That's yeah, probably. I don't know. Or envious of the relationship that they had, I'm sure. Right. Because they were there more, you know, they knew them. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. So, Shanann's mother claims that she would not let her see her grandchildren, and that during this time, on one occasion, she screamed at her when she asked her why she was not allowing her to see the children saying, what the hell am I here for then, in front of the children, just because Shanann's mom was like, you know, why won't you let me help, like, right? and she was like, well, why the hell am I here? I don't know, go home. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like, w- Why get angry? Or, yeah. or just be honest and be like, hey, I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. Like, now's not the time. Yeah, like, I'm trying to spend time with them separately. You spend time with them all the time. And, you know, like, okay, like, why do you have to yell? And especially in front of the kids. Like, they were so young. You don't need to yell at them. Imagine the shit she said to Chris. Yeah. Her, like, whole persona, I'm sure, like, that she snapped a few times on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so... She then went on to say that Shanann's mom was controlling, and Shanann said that... Shanann's mother said that shortly after this, her and her husband moved home. They were like, okay, like, y'all deal with that. We're gonna go back home. Like, y'all obviously got this covered. Like, they're obviously not trying to put themselves into a bad situation. Mm -hmm. So, they move. And, you know, okay. Um, but little did they know at this time, 17 months later, their daughter and grandchildren would soon be murdered within their own home. So, we're getting close to the one hour mark. Yeah. I'm good with that. Okay. And this is where we are going to wrap up for part one. Um, I know this is our first episode, so going into a part two... For your first episode, it's kind of risky and stupid, maybe, but 
we're probably going to upload these all at the same time along with a few other episodes, so it'll be easy for you guys to listen to them back to back. Yeah, no problem. And this one's so extensive and there's so much detail about the story that happened. It was just too long. Right, it would be unfair to wrap it up in one um, episode, so we hope you guys come back for round two um, of Chris Watts. Thanks, bye! Bye!